the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Time for our segment, folks, Politics This Week. With us is uh, Justin Katz. And Justin, primary day, um, how about I think New York Times even writing about Rhode Island with the ballot harvesting situation. I, I think um, – I want to hear your thoughts, but I think one of the, the bigger things <clears throat> with today is going to be um, – is is the results, which I think are absolutely going to be challenged. But I think today could be a hint as far as primary day with some of the problems that could be uh, ahead with the general election when you're dealing with all these emergency ballots, mail ballots. And um, I mean, to me, Justin, Rhode Island <clears throat> basically struggles during normal times, let alone with the pandemic and, and the potential abuses for uh, with these mail ballots. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, I, if I've got my numbers right, the latest count I saw was about 35,000 mail or emergency ballots uh, already uh, requested or, or planned for um, in the works, rather. The, the primary in 2016, if, if I, you total up all the people running for the two congressional seats, there was about 7,000. So you're talking about a five-fold five increase uh, in the number of mail ballots. And I, I think it'd be I mean, this is, it's almost like the 20 years ago, we used to actually debate whether there was media bias. We, we're kind of having a similar debate now about whether there's voter fraud and mail ballots. Uh, I think a lot of us really just expect that it's the case. And we saw that with the, the seniors home, you know, with people going in there and harvesting ballots, as you alluded to. And that what's what I find kind of interesting there and surprising, and uh, one of the interesting lessons we might get from this, is I thought the kind of the national progressive a movement would be a bit more on top of of mail ballots uh, and and harvesting votes. Uh, seems like when they diverge from the insiders, as we've seen with the Sam Bell race in Providence, uh, the, the progressives are not necessarily strong when they depart from the insiders. Uh, so I think we'll 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 see whether some of the progressives pull off their wins. Uh, there are a number of those races across the state. And I think, as you say, there, there may be contested races if a lot of those those fights are decided by mail ballots. You know, it's kind of interesting, Justin, and I don't mean this in a complimentary fashion, <clears throat> but in Rhode Island, a political consultant is is someone who's considered they know how to manipulate mail ballots. Yeah. That's what passes basically for a political consultant, because this guy, Ed Catunio, I, I don't know that much about his background. I have no idea of his political beliefs, but... <clears throat> When Kathy Gregg did a story and showed the, the campaigns that have hired him, you have Dominic Ruggiero, these others. They, they, it's not like they, some of our top leaders, Mattiello hires them, Ruggiero hires them. It's not as if 
they they identify where someone is able to manipulate the system. And as our elected leaders, they don't work on behalf of the people to close those loopholes. They hire the person seemingly that knows the best of how to manipulate any type of loophole that exists with a mail ballot. Yeah, that, that's definitely accurate. And I think it's one of the problems we're, we find again and again with with regulation of elections. I mean, the people setting up the rules are the people who are most able to get around them. And Contugno kind of, the first time I can remember seeing his name was when uh, Steve Frias just narrowly lost to Nick Mattiello. That's right. Um, And, but that's, there's, there've got to be a number of these people kind of shadowy in the background who, this is their job. And if you, you know, look nationally, there was recently a, in a, it was anonymously sourced, but I think credible story in a New York Post about uh, a Democrat operative in New Jersey who, who said, look, yeah, this is what we do. You know, you harvest them when you have to, you steam open the ballots and you print out new ones and put them in it, stuff the stuff them in the, where you took out the other person's ballot, or, you know, you work to, if there's a place that's strong for your opponent, you work to get those ballots just disappeared uh, so the, there's a whole lot of tricks from from the legal to the questionable to the illegal that could be going on out there and and that's as you said that's kind of political consulting and i think we it it seems it is worse in rhode island to the extent that we have such a one-party system where there's no real political competition so it's it's really you know that's what politics is here it's not you know, convince the op- convince the people that you're the right person for them, and that's my consultant is an Im- more of an image consultant. How to communicate with the people? Because at the end of the day, the people are going to vote for the the Democrat anyway uh, in the long term. So I think at that point, you're just okay. How can I better game the system since we all all of us politicians are within a stone's throw of each other on what we are actually going to do? And Justin, you know what else? And I want people to understand. <clears throat> Because a lot of people have misconceptions of what goes on. What they realize is there's always people looking to kind of game the system. And I know a lot of people joke about dead people voting. But for me, people that talk about dead people voting or people going to the polls and checking IDs, to me, that's really not where the action is. The action's at the mail ballots. Because as that story highlighted, you have someone that knocks on the door in an elderly high rise and they say, hey, do you need some help with voting? Yes. All right. Sign this. I can go get your ballot. I'll bring it back. You fill it out. They never disclose the with the campaign. They never disclose the being paid by the campaign. And, and this is how simple from what I understand it is. If you are one of those operatives and you go to the high rise and the person, yes, that'd be great. And they don't even realize when you hand me the ballot, it's very simple. If you voted for the candidate that I want, then I hand in the ballot. I've delivered a vote. If you vote for the candidate that that is not with me, the opponent, all I do is I check both boxes and then the ballot doesn't count. That's why it's so important to look at it. It's not that complicated, but you see these, never mind in a pandemic, there's something wrong, Justin Katz, with the system where people are able to, you know, basically do this, where they deliver, um, it's like Grubhub, but for ballots, they deliver the the ballots right to your home or apartment or high rise, never disclose them with the campaign. And there's there's really no oversight. But Justin, if if the political leaders truly wanted to get rid of it, you're right. The people that have the power to change the law, they don't they don't change the law. They they learn and manipulate working within the law. Right. And then and then act as if they don't they don't really make the laws. So, well, I don't know. This is just through how we're just doing it as the law is written. But it is wrong. And it, it's one of the problems. I mean, especially now with with uh, Secretary of State Gorbea's victory, at, even at the Supreme Court level, uh, having against the, the GOP. Now you don't even need to have two witnesses or a notary public sign the, the ballot. So it's just, right. you know, e- as you indicate, you don't even necessarily have to get all the way to steaming open envelopes in order to to make a make a fraudulent issue of this. If if there's no the person who's witnessing it doesn't even have to put their name on it, um, whether it's a notary public or two witnesses. If if you're not even at that level of tracing, you know, the handling of these things, that that starts to be a real opportunity for just to to mess with things and and 
as you say, if I, if there's no record of who's collecting or carrying or mailing these things, then you end up with exactly that opportunity where you say, okay, well, this person, I watched over her shoulder while she voted for my opponent. Oops, got stuck in my car seat, you know, something like that. Maybe delivered too late or maybe not delivered at all. It's just, the whole system is rife with with problems like that, and a lot of us have been saying that for years. As as the progressive groups like Common Cause and so on push for, well, we got to make sure every vote counts and and make sure everybody can vote as easily as possible. There's there's reason to be concerned about that kind of attitude. There is, and a lot of this, um, you know, as you stated, the number of people that want the mail ballots. <clears throat> it's also interesting. There was a lot of pushback with uh, Ruggiero fighting with uh, Gorbia as far as mailing out these ballots. But Justin, what primary day today in Rhode Island basically is, is you have a number of progressive candidates that are either up for re-election or now challenging in a primary. And that's where the real battle is. I, I don't understand why the Republican Party doesn't try to make greater inroads to this, because to me, that's what it's it's all about, is about... Um, if the Republican Party, to me, were really serious in the state as far as trying to make gains, they really need to focus their uh, attention on the voting rolls and how voting is done. Because then otherwise, it just it starts to become you get people that they get into the system, they come in with the best of intentions, they try to run what they think is going to be a legitimate campaign. And then like like we saw with Steve Price, they, they get defeated Um by, you know, behind the scenes. That was probably the most blatant when Matty Yellow on election night announced, oh, no, I actually won. I have 500 mail ballots. And, you know, that is still going to play itself out in court. But I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why the Republican Party doesn't put more of an effort into the actual voting. To me, that's even more important than some of the candidates that they're trying to get. Yeah, I think, and and we see this nationally, especially with presidential elections. Is sometimes it seems like a leapfrog of, of technology and preparedness from one party to the other. Whoever had the better tool that year, sometimes it seems like they won. Uh, that's really, there's, there's such a gap that anything the Republican Party could do in Rhode Island to close it, to, to you know, you don't even have to, it's sort of like the, the president with uh, minority votes. You don't even have to win if, if the Republican president doesn't gets something like 30 or 40 percent of the, the minority vote that's a, that's a going to be a landslide just because the 80 to 90 percent democrat is baked into the calculation it's the same kind of thing it's one of the reasons mattiello could know he had enough mail ballots and Frias didn't is he knows that the republican party can't compete on mail ballots this year so if if he had come up with 200 mail ballots steve Frias, i think that would have been in it right that would have been he would have been the the uh, representative for that area. So I, I think that's there's a huge gap there. But the, the problem, I think, and the reluctance is a lot of us on the conservative side of things know that this is wrong, know this isn't how elections should be. So there's a hesitance uh, to, to get involved in it, to be accused of ballot harvesting. And I know I, I've even been accused of that in Tiverton for just saying, hey, if you need help with the process, let me know. It's a confusing sure. thing. Uh, so the, I think that's, that's part of the problem is we're still kind of getting over this on the right. We're getting over this idea of where is this line between helping your constituents and making sure that the people who your supporters have the ability to vote and going out and harvesting votes? Um, I, I think that's that's kind of one of the discussions we should be having more frequently on our side of the aisle. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more ahead. Justin Katz, our segment is politics this week right here on the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job. With me, I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. 
I needed to get my car fixed. Now listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, bring it to West Fountain. 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega M-E-G-A, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110-508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, um, here we are now after Labor Day, and Governor Mundo is still uh, preaching, trying to get everybody back, and things are starting to ramp up. I'd like to get your thoughts on where things are now. Uh, to me, th- this battle is nowhere near over, but it is it is Governor Mundo versus the unions. It's it's in some ways so predictable, uh, but I think it is surprising to some people how both, just as an example, Coventry and Warwick, both well below 1%, easily could be sending their kids in back in some form of in-person learning. Nope. We're going to be on the safe side. Boom. They have all their talking points and they are really this battle isn't over, but it's going to be a real battle with the governor of trying to get students back in for some form of in-person learning. Yeah, well, I th- it, what's interesting with the governor here is it's almost as if there's this her reality threshold is lower than some of her peers across the country where, you know, at a certain point, she's just not going to play the union's games. And we saw this with pension reform, and it almost gives you a taste of what her, what her time as governor might have been had she not had her eyes so firmly set on, on national office or appointments, uh, because that's where she, you know, she gets caught up having to play along, play footsie with the, the labor unions to some extent. Um, but I think at some point she's, she's completely right. She's, you know, she's smart enough and has enough real world experience to know we couldn't be going back to school. This is, this is ridiculous. At some point we can't keep the charade up. Uh, And what's really, I think the test here, we talked about uh, the, uh, when Infante Green came on as the education commissioner, how she was going to have to really work to, to build up parental support. And in a way it's almost like the mail ballot conversation we just had the, the governor and the education commissioner really need to start reaching out to parents because that's who's going to be on 
on their side in the long run? Is it people who are inconvenienced by this, people who also rationally understand that their children are safe at school? Uh, that's that's where it's going to be. Are they are the people of those towns, Warwick, Coventry, and all the rest, where they are not opening up? Are are they going to start making their elected officials feel that? That, to feel that difference. And I, th I think some of it's going to be if the, tent, the town next door opens up and has no problem whatsoever, uh, those people in Warwick are going to, be, going to be asking, well, why couldn't we accomplish this? We've got, a, we've got a hundreds of millions of dollars in our, our budget. Why couldn't we mat be matching these other districts? Uh, but again, the, the unions are going to be pushing the other side. I, I just saw a little earlier, the Bristol Warren Teachers Union is out there trying to make hay over a single teacher who who tested positive. So that's kind of their narrative is yep. uh, one teacher in one district in the state tested positive. We don't know what that means. It could be a false positive. It could mean, you know, just was getting tested because she was curious and tested positively with no symptoms. Uh, that's kind of the game they're, they're playing. But I, so I think the governor hopefully will, will stand firm on this. And, you know, hopefully of course, nothing goes wrong and reality doesn't undermine that kind of approach, um, but it, it's going to come down to you know the tolerance of the people. Well, and aside from that, I mean, last week I think was a good example. The governor, Governor Mundo, had a press briefing every day, and as I kind of predicted and said, and the reason is because the unions were running twenty-four hour seven PR machine, and they just throw things at the wall. Uh, Justin, from what I understand, this really – what people don't understand is this whole hesitance about the back-to-school, what I've been told, it's all about money. They want hazard pay. They want extra money as I've said, to go into the classroom. It has nothing to do with airflow. It, it can't be about the virus numbers. As we've said, it's below 1%. But what I found appalling last week, as I was sitting in those Governor Mundo press briefings, union leaders around me, union leaders were texting reporters – directly and the reporters some of them were reading the questions verbatim from the union heads to the governor now that is completely like how can you be any more in the pocket of the teachers unions than in a in a real-time press briefing you're reading their questions by the way as your own as if you're asking it to the governor and it started with well they're not inspections the you know their walkthroughs and what are their expertise and you know coventry we need a six million dollar air filtration system and warwick and it's just not safe and now you know some of these other districts without even taking into account um i i, I don't know where this is going to go i know that the providence people are going to start to um they're having a protest against the governor these I, i'm going to stick with justin they're they they won't go back and what people don't get is it's about money. It is absolutely about money because if you saw last week, again, they start trotting out the old pictures of here's some paint chipping. Here's some broken uh, ceiling tiles. Here's an old broken chair. Here's a rusted pipe. And, and many members of the media don't even question when was this picture taken? Where was it taken? Who took the picture? It, it's these same pictures in a drawer that they, they take out that were probably taken over 10 years ago. Oh, well, it, it is. And it makes you wonder if the unions are encouraging their members all to get tested so that if they, they can find a few that have tested positive, even if they're false positives. Uh, some places around the country, we're seeing uh, you know, very high percentages of in small groups of, of people testing positive falsely until they get a second test. So that would be a powerful. I wonder if that's in the desk drawer somewhere is that that five teachers in Rhode Island have tested positive. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely seeing um, Bob Walsh from the NEA was out there talking about, as you, oh, yeah. as you mentioned, the, uh, the, these, aren't in, these aren't inspections. They didn't go in every room. And, and that's where I have to have some sympathy with the governor is, you know, the, they weren't inspections. They weren't meant to be, we're going no. to test with a, a meter into every room, like we're testing for radiation, you know, testing air quality in every room. It's meant to be, here's our team coming through, giving a look a final, you know, okay, things look yeah. okay. And, and in some ways, it's just an opportunity for the local town to say, oh, while you're here, inspectors, take a look at this. We've got a problem right. with it. Could you help us with that? That's kind of the idea here. Yes. Um, but I think some of that is to, has to fall on the governor in that by this point, 
you know, all of this should have been done. There's been a lot of a lot of delay, I think, because she was running, trying to become a, a vice presidential candidate and she, she wasn't willing to spend the early parts of the summer really pushing some of this stuff. Uh, I, that's that I think might have tripped it up and that, that would have changed the conversation. But, you know, Bob Walsh really showed you can turn a controversy out of anything. Oh, they're just they're not. They called it a walkthrough and they didn't inspect every room. Well, you know, it is, as the governor said, up to every city and town. I, recently, I put up a post on OceanStateCurrent.com that showed you know, these these districts have tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in their budget every year. These are not yep. small organizations. No, if, if they cannot make sure their own students are safe without the governor having a team go through every set foot in every classroom something is wrong there and i think we all know something's wrong there and, and that's part of the question is are people finally going to start saying you know what this is not what we're paying for you know you're exactly right justin and i think some good examples you know i talked about it the private schools that depend on people paying tuition they went all out and their summer was spent getting their schools ready i know for instance bishop hendrickson they were back in person five days a week uh, last Last Monday, they had a full week and then back this week. Look at the restaurants who don't get government money, who don't have budgets. What did they do? Let's set up in our parking lot. Let's set up some tables outside here. Let's put up a canopy. Let's increase our outdoor dining to get more people. In East Greenwich, they you know, closed the, the main street. They were trying that on Federal Hill because these are people that need to make money. Instead, with the public schools, all they do – is keep saying we can't do this we can't do that that's the way we do it nope that won't work and and they sit back as you as you were mentioning and oh it was they didn't go in every room they didn't test every corner they it's setting up these ridiculous parameters because to me it's it's still it's not about that there's a lot of money floating around they want some of that money they want well, some exactly. of the money yep for their members it begins with about money that's that's what the whole thing is about is about the money yeah, and you, you see, you know, this is in normal times, you see that <clears> dynamic <throat> where, oh, you want a professional development day, you're going to have to pay for it. You know, that kind of that kind of attitude. If, if you go to a private school that's opening right now, what you'll probably see are cones everywhere, new signs for new traffic patterns, every teacher outside directing traffic, helping the kids find yes. where they need to go, make sure everybody's safe. That kind of thing you would have to pay out the nose for in a public oh, school. That would have to be right. contractual. It'd, it'd be negotiated. Uh everything else would be thrown into the mix too, you know, pensions and this and healthcare and all that it just to get an organization for, going forward. And I think that's part of the problem with, with uh, kind of government privilege. I saw a story in uh, another state where the, I think it was California where the, the government, the gyms for government workers are still open, but the private gyms are closed down. And so it's kind of this privileged class. And I think that's, that's the attitude we see here. Their jobs are always safe. They're never paid enough. Uh, and they they can never do any extra because that's just how it ought to be. Whereas if, as you said, if if you have to have your school open because otherwise you can't collect tuition and you can't pay your staff and you go out of business, just like restaurants, you have to do it. You make do, and people are finding they're they're they don't feel that at risk when they have to actually make some income. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more ahead. Justin Katz. Our segment is politics this week, and it's right here on the John DePietro Show. If it's time for a new roof, call R&R Roofing today at 401-823-1330. R&R Roofing. Have you been thinking about getting, maybe it's time, repair that roof. Maybe it is time for a new roof. All types of shingle, flat roofs. You know, it's so important for your structure, whether at home or work, you need a roof, folks. That is what keeps nothing else matters in your home. If you don't have a solid roof, call R&R Roofing today. All work is guaranteed. Call for a free estimate at 401-823-1330. The owner, Richard Rossi, over 40 years in business. Call R&R Roofing today. Call for a free free estimate. All work is guaranteed. 401-823-1330. Fully insured. And on top of that, Angie's List, award winner, over five years in a row. Now, I've met with Richard. Folks, he cares. He cares attention to detail. And on top of that, impeccable cleanliness. Throughout the job, job site is waterproof daily. Call for a free estimate. And all work is guaranteed. That makes such a difference. R&R Roofing. Now, if you're thinking of having your roof done, maybe it is time for a new roof. 
at least call, at least call R&R Roofing and get a free estimate. 401-823-1330. 401-823-1330 for R&R Roofing. You can also check out their website. It's R and R Roofing, RI.com. Call them 823-1330. It's R&R Roofing. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508. 508- 336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, Professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, I want to jump to, I attended the, um, on Saturday, Black Lives Matter. They went to Barrington. And... Okay, so they're marching in, and they march in. They could just arrive somewhere and have it. No, it's a march in, almost kind of like they're arriving. Some people don't like the word, but it's it's almost like an invasion, because otherwise it's not we're all going to meet at town hall. No, you start one place, they march in. It's a procession, and they are chanting and marching. And again, it's fine, but it's there's a lot of people that have protests or gatherings, and they don't do that type of thing. But here are the things. So the chants are no justice, no peace, no racist police. You see uh, some of the people marching, flipping off, table for one salute, the police that are there. A lot of the uh, F the police, that type of thing. Uh, The speakers get up and there's talk about uh, maybe, you know, what happened to George Floyd. Maybe there's some people walking by that we should put our uh, knees on their neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. See how they like it. Maybe we should do it to some of the cops here. And, you know, that cop, these cops that are around here, they watched, you know, that guy that got shot seven times in the back. And we're not going to and that and that type of thing and more of that type of talk. And then you have Lieutenant uh, Governor Dan McKee. He gets up and speaks. Now, all of this stuff is going on and they're talking about if things, you know, some of the speakers now. Right. And some of the chants and we don't get it. We're going to burn the town down and all this other stuff. And then you have this councilman from Barrington trying to say, oh, no, it's a peace. It's a peaceful rally. Black lives matter. Oh, no, that that's about just basic equality in society. Justin, here's where I break off. and want to get your thought. Now, if people want to talk about equality, that, that's one thing. But no one's going to try to tell me what Black Lives Matter is. Black Lives Matter came from Trayvon Martin when the man involved with that. Uh, George Zimmerman was basically acquitted for shooting Trayvon Martin. Where it really came in also was the whole situation with Eric Gardner with Long Island and then Michael Brown and Ferguson. And the, rea- the their reasoning was that police are so racist, they randomly kill black men. And their statement is this has to stop because Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is without question. It is intertwined with police brutality, 
and the actions of police officers towards black men. For these politicians now trying to act as though, oh, no, this has to do with, you know, if someone goes to get a job driving a taxi and they get discrimination or if this someone goes to a restaurant, they have to wait longer. That that is not what it's about. These are politicians trying to spin what the movement is about. People put on television. You see all these protests, whether in Wisconsin or whether they're now, you know, in Louisville with Breonna Taylor or they're in the situation with in Minneapolis. Black Lives Matter involves police and actions of police. That's what the movement is. I want to hear your thoughts on how politicians trying to spin this sense. Oh, no, this is just an equality march. Well, I think it it, it shows the, I don't know, the McKee's a, almost a poster boy for this because there, there's a, what he's successfully created as a Cumberland mayor and in, in moving into state office is a, a feeling of competence. I can do the job. I'm an honest guy. Uh, to, to play footsie with these groups and Black Lives Matter is not only, you know, a, a justice you know because of police it's it's also wrapped up pretty heavily with with marxism and uh, anti-racism which is in effect racism uh you know everything's about skin color everything's about you know overthrowing the system uh whiteness white fragility uh i remember a couple of years ago uh one of the speakers at a rally at the a progressive rally at the state house was talking about how it's it's white supremacy is when you move to the suburbs to get a better, better education for your children uh so it's i mean it's a radical radical movement um, um, and there's a, a lot of politicians who you would expect to be honest about it. And McKee's one of them who can't be because they know what happens. I think it was, what's his name? Ted Wheeler in Portland, Oregon. They actually got him assaulted his home and he's been marching with them. So yes. it's you, the no politicians on the, on the left are willing to be honest about what it is. And so you have that kind of, um, that kind of double speak or, you know, where everybody's shouting, you know, kill the police. And then the politician is up on the stage and says, Oh no, 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 this is just, that's just, it's, it's a metaphor. It's not real. We're not, they don't really mean it. You know, <laughs> It's ludicrous. What are you talking yeah, exactly. about? Exactly. And so I, I think that's what, what McKee of all of them, because he, he has that kind of goofy honesty about him uh, that he, he's just not pulling off that, that, you know, straddling of the fence like that. It's it's a it's a group in the streets saying no justice, no peace, and you're calling it a peaceful protest. Uh, you know, around the country, you know, CNN fiery but mostly peaceful. But you know, no, this is not a peaceful thing. You cannot. You have to be honest about it, and and then it gets even worse when you start to get Antifa involved and denial about that. But that's that's kind of how I I react to it. I think we just need politicians to start being honest, and at some point. Uh, some point hopefully some democrat will have that um have see the opportunity to to be the one who plays that kind of moderate card and recognize what the chants are really about justin what's also ironic is when they will say well that's you know some of the looting and the rioting and the violence that's just a couple of the protesters the bulk of them are very peaceful well you could conversely say the same thing about police that the majority of police are also follow the law and not problematic. Yeah, exactly. It's just a few of the bad apples. That's what I find ironic about it. But what I think is, is interesting is the movement, it doesn't match what they want it to be. They want it to be just, hey, we're just here to draw attention. That's not what the foundation is. And as I was trying to argue, Barrington, they don't, they don't have a police problem. You have some people and politicians that want to get involved with the movement and just show of like, you know, they want to make this broad statement. We all have to come together in this systemic racism, but they, they don't have that problem there. And it's funny you mentioned the the uh, politician from the past because a woman got up and, and she's performed and sang. Her name is Catherine Quinn. And she said that she was living in Providence. She has three kids. Her The schools were impossible. Her kids would not survive and they would thrive. So she moved to Barrington. Now, she's white and said, but I do all my activism in Providence, but I moved here to Barrington for my kids. Well, as you say, that, that is like the definition of uh, white privilege, where how many people of color don't have that? But like she doesn't even realize that is like a parody of what she's preaching against is exactly the problem. Instead of staying and fixing the situation of Providence, she 
moved with her feet. She bailed into Barrington. She said she rents a home there, sends her kids to the school there. But I, I do all my activism back in Providence. But I, to me, Justin, you, you can't have it both ways. You know, I, I know what, what they want it to be doesn't match what it is. And the problem is, I think they, they become, it's laughable. As we, you know, we talked about like the CNN had the Chiron, mostly peaceful protests, and there's a building burning in the background. They just don't want to deal with it. I want to jump into um, uh, one of the story, and that is that, in I think it was either Ted Nisi or the Journal, but the amount of, um, in, in War, there's a race in Warwick where it's, I think it's for state Senate, and the, the guy actually has, the firefighters formed two different packs to donate to him. And because they were maxed out in the other one, I mean, that is the type of uh, example where special interests, Justin, get involved with some of these elections. But again, nothing is done to try to reform the system. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a stark example of what we were talking about earlier. I mean, when you regulate politics, when you regulate campaigns, campaign finance and all that, the people who are going to benefit are the ones who who have the time and wherewithal to create multiple packs doing the same thing. And there's no real law in effect or, or even case law and, and for the, through the courts to say, to define, you know, one person can associate with one pack is if you start to define that, you quickly start to see this whole idea is unconstitutional restriction of free speech. Uh, but I mean, it technically, if you look at the, the state laws, and we, we looked at this in Tiverton when we formed our, our local pack. Uh, it's it's really complicated. It's almost if two people get together and say, "Hey, let's throw in fifty bucks each and spend a hundred dollars uh, to help the guy down the street get on the school committee." That's a pack, and you have to start following all the laws and bank accounts and accountants and et cetera, et cetera, filing forms all the time, uh, even when you're not active. That's that's the threat that lingers over everybody. But a an insider group uh, like a labor union can say, you know what? I don't think this requires us to have only one pack. So we can have multiple packs, uh, file a couple more forms, and we can give twice as much money. And those are the kind of games that I th- we're going we're gonna to see forever until until there's some, and I don't know who would have standing to pursue it, but until there's some at least court cases that say, no, you this is just this is just off the charts ridiculously thumbing your nose at the law. If we're going to have that, we ought to have a free for all. It's just like the mail ballots. If if we're going to have if if we're, we're not going to have real defined process of who can do what, where, and why, then then just take the rules away and let people just participate in politics as as I think we should probably should be. And the other thing, just the irony of that, is the politicians that basically are getting all this money from. The special interest in this case, firefighter union, uh, firefighter PACs, the last thing they do is that they're certainly not going to be making decisions in the public's best interest, but the money paid to the firefighters, of which they're putting the money in the PACs, as we know, it's all taxpayer funded money because we pay their salaries. Folks, he is right, the and on, manage- the, on that uh, just Rhode Island Center for Prosperity not long ago did put out a report tracing some of those some of yes. those dollar amounts and how it flows through. It's worth checking out. Yeah, and they it, again they never vote in uh, favor of the taxpayer. Folks, he's the managing editor OceanStateCurrent.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job. We'll see how the primary works out, and we'll talk to you again. Pleasure as always, John. Great talking to you. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call today. Free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call. Free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV, an off-road vehicle. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300, 401-353-9300. Let them 
help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook and their website is aemazika.com. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Do you need a good plumber? Are you in need of a good plumber? You know, suddenly you have a plumbing emergency? Well, call Victor Quartz today at 401-714-8478. Whether it's problems with your pipes or your drain, repair and maintenance, you can depend on Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Family-run business over 20 years. Call Victor Quartz today at Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland, 401-714-8478. Fully licensed and insured, a plumbing service you can depend on. You're in need of a plumber, something wrong, the bathroom, the kitchen, some pipes, a drain. Call Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland today, 401-714-8478, family-run business over 20 years. Call Victor Quartz at Quartz Plumbing today. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM. 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that, on the dashboard, at the website, you'll see where it says Radio Show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on Radio Show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's my health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family. Plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 
1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at 9 o'clock at 5 of 9. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's Appliance Repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer excuse me, within five minutes. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make uh, microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. This is Dr. Fauci with your Rhode Island coronavirus update. If going to Block Island, you've got to wear your mask on the ferry. Once you arrive on Block Island, wear your mask at all times. I also encourage you to wear your mask at Ballard's, the Oar, and the Yellow Kittens. While at the beach, please wear your mask if you go in the water. We also strongly encourage wearing a mask if you rent a moped on Block Island. The only exception is if you're protesting on Block Island. Protesters in Rhode Island are not required to wear masks or social distance. It is safer for 10,000 people to stand close together on the lawn of the State House with no masks than it is for 50 people to sit up top on the Block Island ferry. Next time, we will discuss why you must wear a mask playing mini golf, but not at a riot at the mall. I'm Dr. Fauci on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, Third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.